0: Welcome back to CFO Weekly, where we're talking with financial leaders about how to build efficiency in their teams, create time for strategy, and ultimately get results with your host, Megan Weiss. Let's jump right in. Today, my guest is Arno Wackler. Arno is a chartered accountant, certified financial modeler, and valuation analyst, as well as a certified banking and credit analyst. He is a former CFO of the top-rated business school in Africa, and also a board member of the Global Corporate Finance Society. He is the general manager and head trainer at Educatio with 15 years plus experience in finance. He's passionate about empowering people and business in finance and data literacy, finance business partnering, and business intelligence. You can find out more about the classes Arno no offers at www.educatio.com. That's educatio. dot Hello, Arno, and thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Megan. Yeah, I look forward to.
0: Yeah, today we'll be discussing how we can break down the silos within a business, promote financial liter- literacy, and do a better job of creating value. I'm really looking forward to this discussion. So let's get started. First, tell me about your career progression. How is it that you got to where you are today?
1: Well, Megan, um, I think when I started, uh, if I look back in my career, if I reflect back, when I graduated as a chartered accountant, I went straight into commerce, and that's actually when I really started learning about the real world of finance. My focus was always on, uh, you know, things like business improvements, something that I really like enjoying in my is improving businesses outside the normal finance function. And you know, over the years, uh, I've i've been in finance and uh, you know eventually landed up in in the educational space which is uh, my true uh, passion in life so you discover that as you get older and you start uh, getting some experience and i think uh, where i am today is because i think of my mindset um you know i've i'm a person of perseverance and believe in myself there's always um, times in your life where you doubt yourself and um, so i just you just got to believe in yourself and persevere have goals i'm also Heavily focus on continuous learning and personal development. I believe that gives you the strength. And you need to improve your strengths, and uh, you know um, in terms of focusing on your on your personal development. And then I would also say um, I got today is through networking, is getting to know people, and uh, you know personal branding through LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, and I think if people get to see you and see what you what you share and what you talk about, and getting the insights that you share, I think that's that's uh, just creates more awareness about who you are as a person. And your character, so that's where I am today now.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I love about finance and accounting Mm. is just how many different directions your career can take.
1: 100%. I mean, especially now today with data with technology, exactly. It's it's not the typical finance function. This it's just open up uh, so many opportunities, like you say, you know. So that's what's nice about being in finance and accounting. Yeah, definitely. It never stops. It never stops. It's there's always opportunities. So that's great.
0: So are there any particular stories or moves that stand out in your mind as turning points throughout your career?
1: Yeah, I would say if I look back, uh, definitely when I became a CFO as a, from being a finance manager, it was definitely a big step up. I think the, the biggest difference was is that you um, you now in a strategic role, and now you have to work with business to strategize and uh, co-pilot the business. So that would definitely be a big turning point in terms of personal development and my ability to now work with business. Um, where as a finance manager role, you don't necessarily participate in those activities. The second thing is when I immigrated to Australia. I'm originally from South Africa, um, and when you move to another country, you you do start from over because you don't have those networks in your local country so you start over in your new home and um, by that i mean both personal and business and personal we don't have we don't have any family in australia so you your friends become your family Start just networking getting to know people and uh, you know, just find find your feet in a new country. That, that's definitely challenging, especially also from a career perspective. You don't um, most it's not all people just walk into a job in a new country. So you have to you have to network, build your brand, network. You know all those kind of things, and and uh, just find your feet again. So those are what I would say probably the two turning points in my career um, that I can think of.
0: So what does your current organization do?
1: Yeah, so so what we do is uh, we we specialize in training and, and coaching, and mainly in finance and accounting literacy for non uh, non finance people in business, and also do Power BI and finance business partnering programs for financial professionals. Those are the those are the programs that we run currently, and we run it for Australia, but now with everything becoming virtual, um, a lot of our workshops are now online. In a virtual virtual classroom environment, there is in the beginning it was quite challenging. But uh, you know, if you start getting getting to grips with all the different technologies and how to use it, like Zoom, for example, annotation, live polls, breakout rooms, all those nice bells and whistles, it actually becomes quite fun to 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 teach online. Um, it's a very different way of doing it, but that's how you can make it just as engage, engaging as as face to face.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that was quite a change. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's worked out well for us.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, and I'm sure you know it's a lot more flexible for the people that attend your classes, and you as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can. Make, if I look at finance and accounting literacy as an example, I can train a business that has got managers from different locations. I can bring them all into one virtual room and empower them in a skill where face to face you can't do that, and you have to fly people around. There's extra costs involved. You have to book a venue. Uh, you know, it's just—I you know, don't know—it's just uh, the online learning is just so uh, more flexible and affordable yeah. way of running programs. So,
0: definitely, I'm—I'm uh, mm. I'm not sure. I can say that I miss business travel so much as I do. Well, I definitely mm. miss personal travel, but uh, hopefully yes, that'll yeah. be back someday soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I hope so.
0: So, how do you think the accounting profession has evolved over the last ten to fifteen years?
1: Yeah, it's big, big changes. Um, if I can. If I just look back, I would say probably the top three I can think of is there's definitely more focus on automation and implementing emerging technologies like like RPA, blockchain, AI. So definitely the technology awareness has, has increased. So finance needs to partner with technology to better serve the business. The other thing is increased emphasis on finance business partnering. So that's how do finance get closer to business to help drive performance and not just managing uh, finance behind a desk via email, actually engaging with business. Yeah, and finance becoming a co-pilot and being part of the action, not just uh, pushing out numbers. Finance is definitely more involved in decision-making than just reporting.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a a nice change for anybody that's in finance and accounting to actually have a seat at the table these
1: days. Yeah, yeah, and that's how you have influence. If you've got a seat at the table, you can have influence and you can have impact. If you're not at the table, you don't take part of the action. How can you have influence? That's why I look at it.
0: So let's talk about value creation. What does that mean to you? And how can organizations do a better job of it?
1: So personally, for me, value creation is is whatever you do increases the value of a business for its stakeholders. Every business owner stakeholder wants to increase the future asset, which is their business. They want to increase the value. So that for me is what I define as value creation. Now, in order to do that, there's many things that you can do. But what I think from a, if I can maybe talk about from an organizational perspective, then maybe from a finance perspective, what you can do to maybe look at finance value creation with the mindset is uh, from an organization perspective they can you know they can potentially look at relook at their revenue model are there no opportunities to increase revenue create efficiencies through automation as an example definitely finding cash flow improvement strategies there's so many ways you can accelerate and de- slow down cash flowing in and out of a business business growth strategy that stuff definitely area that they can focus on many like new products services, examples like that, not losing focus on risk management, because you're always protecting your asset. And then I think forming strategic alliances, you know, business these days need to work with other businesses, they need to work with people. And at the end of the business is about people, and they need to be able to work together and spot opportunities and work together, collaborate. That's what I see. Then uh, from a finance perspective, I would say, um, you know, providing better insights, not just information. I'm talking from a business. What business needs from finance? Help to improve the bottom line and cash flow. Definitely help towards implementing better systems, processes, automation. Because I think uh, I think businesses want to do more with less. Finance needs to be more forward-looking, not backward-looking, and they can use like skills like financial modeling, for example, modeling decisions and predicting the outcomes. The other one is visualizing business performance through business intelligence, you know, storytelling the numbers. Finance can help analyzing data, not just finance, but also non-financial data for for trends to assist with future planning. And then just becoming a co-pilot to the key uh, key decision-making. And that's how you help drive value creation. So that's kind of where my thoughts are on value creation.
0: And of course, to create that value, organizations have to break down silos. So how can finance get closer to the business?
1: So this is quite important to me because when I was a student and I went into articles, I didn't really understand business. Um, I didn't understand how the business operates and makes money. I was just worried about numbers. So I think the first thing is you need to understand how the business operates and makes money. Then you need to become influential, influential. If you don't have influence people won't necessarily take you serious or may not even listen to you because you don't have that influence. So you need to work on that. Now the question is, how do you build influence? It's simple. People need to get to know you. They need to like you, and then it builds to trust. So that's it's a trust element. Having said that, what well, I focus my career on is the, what I call the accelerators and driving value creations. So, these these activities that I'm going to mention now, the eight accelerators, help me get closer to business. So, the first thing is obtain knowledge of the business, like I said, how it functions, how it makes money. So, that would be the first accelerator. Then, it just as important is building relationships with key decision makers and get to know what they base their decisions on. Every decision maker has got different requirements, different information that they use to drive uh, drive business and make decisions. So get to know your key decision makers and build relationships with them, and understand exactly what information they need. Then define the value drivers in business, and then put implement uh, systems in place to track those value drivers to see that you're on track. Other thing would be focus on continuous improvements through efficient on efficiencies, profit and cash flow. I think it's important for finance to create uh, the right team and the culture that is customer-focused because in finance, you've got internal and external customers and at the end of the day, it's serving serving someone. So you've got to have the right team to serve those customers and meet their needs. Then we can help analyze data to provide insights to business, trends and analysis that helps with strategy. I think that's a powerful value that we can do. And then the other thing is also we can also help educate the organization in terms of financial literacy so that they can make better decisions. I think we, instead of just pushing out reports, actually show people what the numbers mean and help them improve the way that they they interpret when they read financial information, help them understand the information better so that they can use that to make better decisions. So that's what I uh, I would add there.
0: Yeah, there's so many tools out there these days that take numbers and create pictures, which I think helps, you know, normal non-accountants to better understand what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: So just touching, just curious about, like, your customers. Is it organizations that are sending their employees to you? And if so, like, what level employee is taking your class?
1: It it depends on which program you run. If it's finance and accounting literacy, it would be all your non-finance managers. So typically, your decision makers that are not that, that don't have uh, very little knowledge of finance and accounting. Power BI would typically be um, like senior senior finance professionals that want to learn a new skill, business intelligence, and then taking that skill and turning the uh, raw data, company data, into into stories that they can share and collaborate with, with decision makers. And then the other one finance business partnering would also be someone at a senior level that's uh, that's potentially moving into that role or that um, they just want to embed the, the foundations and just better equip themselves to uh, get closer to business. So it's definitely different different audiences but at the end of the day um, you know finance and accounting is an example anyone it will benefit any person, not just managers because you know, finance is be something you can use in your personal and business life.
0: So um, you just mentioned it, but what is Power BI?
1: Yeah, so Power BI, for those that don't know, it's a Microsoft business intelligence platform that, that enables you to to analyze and visualize millions of rows of data, finance and non-financial data, and take that and, and share that information in real time with, with decision makers. And it's not it's not reports like we think with numbers. It's more visuals. It's, uh, it's it's visualizing business performance through charts and dashboards that will quickly answer that will answer the right questions for decision makers, and they can they can access that information from anywhere on any device. And that's that's Power BI. And you know it's it's basically it's being able to monitor business performance in real time, and you know, also help with with uh, where the problem areas are, where there's a business need to be fixed.
0: Sounds like a tool that can definitely help us turn data into insights.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, so how can CFOs position themselves for success in the coming decade? What do you think are the most important skills that CFOs need to focus on?
1: I would top there, I would say, is people skills. It's being able to work and collaborate with others and getting to know people. I think uh, leadership starts with getting to know people understanding their needs listening to their needs and uh, then getting to know and understand the finance how finance operates and where finance can help eliminate pain points in the business and also where, where finance can eliminate pain points within their own their own department so first of all is people skills is getting to know people and uh, you know just working together on achieving common goals the other thing would be obviously for me it would be adopting technology to better serve the business. And you, know, you do that through finance transformation. So it's not just taking on any technology. You've got, to you've got to build systems and processes in place that grows with the business. And I would say be more involved in decision-making. Like you said, they have a seat at the table. Uh, we need to be there that, we need to be in the strategic conversations and uh, give guidance on direction of the business. Um, I think a, a CFO should be involved in any of those discussions that, that involves the business. Um, so that, I would say probably those are the three the three areas or skills that I would uh, I would uh, personally look at.
0: So you mentioned that you're a fan of lifelong learning, and and so am I. But what programs, classes, etc., books maybe would you recommend for someone looking to improve on soft skills or grasp technology in different
1: ways? Yeah, so. The, there is so much information online, open source and paid courses. There's just so much. I mean, if you just go and Google soft skills, you'll find so much. It's I try and find uh, reputable courses that's a bit accredited, but I mean, with like the AICPA, they've got good courses on on soft skills. And LinkedIn Learning is also good. Um, it all depends. Um, what what I would say is like you need to obviously I, I would do a personal SWOT analysis on on yourself and just see where where's your real strength versus where there's opportunities for growth. And those opportunities for growth, I would go and find courses that address those skills. Um, but in terms of where to find, um, there's so much on the internet. I mean, there's this there's, there's Coursera, there's EdX, there's Udemy. Education is definitely becoming uh, is more affordable and accessible so it's it's difficult to say where to go for that and in terms of books um, i'm more audio book. i listen to more audio and podcasts so there's a there's definitely a lot of uh, finance and accounting podcasts that you can go out and look um i've got i've got a list on my website as well yeah if i call it the finance and accounting podcasts just you know, there's, there's there's lots i mean including this show as well it would be on the the cfo weekly and I uh, think the the, the great thing for me about social media like LinkedIn, for example, it's also a good platform to to learn from others and get insights. I always refer to LinkedIn as, a, as an online mentoring platform where you can just follow people and get insights and see what stories they share and just learn from them. And by learning from them, you can also improve your skills. So this, you know, the, it's just so much uh, information out there. So I think it depends on person to person.
0: Yeah, and I'd like your advice to do a SWOT analysis on yourself. I think that's very important to know your own weaknesses and where you might have opportunities to improve yourself.
1: Yeah, I think it's important that you reflect, just take time out to reflect on yourself. We think we know ourselves, but I think if you just put time aside and really try and understand yourself and spot opportunities and just maybe change your mindset. Because if something's not working and you're doing the same thing over and over and it's not working, then obviously something's got to change. You know, sometimes you just need to take time out just to to invest in yourself. Because I mean at the end of the continuous learning is investing in yourself for the future, which is important.
0: Yep. Very important. And then lastly, so now that we're well into twenty twenty one, what is one goal, either personal or professional, that you're
1: hoping to achieve this year? For me, it's simple. I wanna up. Upsc- I wanna empower as many people as I can empower BI and finance and county literacy. That's my goal. I wanna try and just help upskill. I'm just passionate about education. and I wanna help people get closer to business through through Power BI, through Insights, and finance and accounting electricity so they can make better business decisions. So that's, that's would be my goal. I've got a lot of other goals, but I think that's probably my main goal. Um, I obviously wanna be in a few more podcasts. I've published two eBooks. I started virtual networking quite quite often now, so that's also working nicely for me. So I'm just gonna to get to know and get to know as many people as I can. That's uh, i enjoy that so
0: that's awesome it seems you've definitely found your calling
1: yeah no, no i think so yeah that's good it's exciting for me keeps Arno. me going <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah.
0: important it's important to have a reason to get out of bed every day
1: there we go there we go <laughs> uh,
0: so Arno, thank you so much for joining me today
1: Great. Thanks for having me, Megan. I really enjoyed our chat, and thanks for the questions.
0: Yeah, I've enjoyed speaking with you and hearing about your experience. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of what you've learned with us. I hope we can all use some of this knowledge to drive more value within our own organizations. To all of our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this episode as well and please tune in next week. And until then, take care of yourselves. If you're ready to boost efficiency and streamline your accounting processes at significant cost savings, it's time to talk with Persaniv. Their people powered solutions have transformed the delivery of back office tasks and general accounting functions for decades, partnering with clients to provide everything from accounts payable to payroll services. See what Persaniv can do for you by visiting Persaniv.com. You've been listening to CFO Weekly presented by Persaniv. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to hear all of our episodes.